Welcome back to Defenders TV Podcast, the Damnation Crossover Event Part 14. This is Defenders TV Podcast Episode 153, our spoiler-filled discussion of Damnation Number 4. Hey guys, it's Rod Reyes here, artist of Marvel's Donation Comic event. Welcome to the podcast crossover between Inner Demons, Sons of the Dragon, Defenders TV Podcast, and Into the Night. Every issue reviewed, all time books discussed. May all be damned. Hi, this is Connor. Rebecca. Hey, Carl. From Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast, and you're listening to the Defenders TV podcast coverage of Damnation. Dun dun dun. Welcome back, fellow Defenders, Loonies, Iron Fist fans, and Ghost Rider fans to our penultimate episode of the Damnation crossover event that we've been doing for the last 15 issues of the Damnation crossover. I'm Derek, one of your hosts of Defenders TV Podcast, and we're on episode 153 of our podcast talking about Damnation number four. And as always, I am one of your hoary hosts of Hogarth, John, uh, as well. Yes, we have to be <laughs> careful what we pick to uh, represent the collective of Iron Fist fans. Yes. Um, yes, way too much innuendo there. <laughs> but we all like innuendo here on Defenders TV Podcast. Absolutely, as George Clinton said, innuendos, etuetos. Yes. Right, yes. <laughs> yeah, so welcome back. We are here with our penultimate episode, as I said, of uh, of the Damnation crossover event. We've been going for uh, a couple of months now with a, f- a 15-part crossover event. We're in the final week now, Damnation number four and Doctor Strange number 389 both come out this week. And we're covering both of them. And what's fun is... This is the first time we're covering a book that has been drawn by Rod Reyes, who gave us our wonderful intro. Yes, a big thanks to Rod Reyes for the fantastic intro, and of course, matched by his fantastic artwork. Uh, I really love this artwork. Yes, so many good splash pages, and of course, great artwork throughout this issue of damnation issue number four yeah it was really good there's some really fantastic moments where he just lets loose and gets tons of characters in there you'll find out as we go through the episode i did have to reach out to our other uh, podcasts that help us out for these just to get some of the names and some of the characters that rod reyes has splashed on some of these pages there's some fantastic moments in there uh, if you haven't been following the series just so you know we're covering all of the doctor strange issues that are involved in it and obviously this issue, Damnation number four, uh, the other podcasts that are involved in our collective group that are doing these, these uh, this coverage are Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast, who've been covering the Iron Fist tie-ins. That was a really, really good run of Iron Fist uh, tie-ins. Uh, they also did Damnation number one. Uh, Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast, joined the crossover event with their review of Damnation number two, and they covered all the Scarlet Spider tie-ins. And Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast, reviewed uh, Damnation number three, and they did the really important uh, Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider number one, which came out earlier on this week. Uh, that issue was probably one of the most important tie-ins other than the Doctor Strange issues, I'd say. Yeah, that was really important. I think uh, all demonites uh, would uh, be very proud of that issue. Uh, really good. And of course, uh, dare we say it, he pops up again here in a very nice little um, twist that Wong has set for us all. Mm-hmm. Yes, hopefully you've read Damnation number four. If you haven't, time to stop, go to your local comic book shop, pick up a copy of it and read it and then come back for this spoiler-filled discussion. I think they're probably called Flameheads, actually. The Ghost Rider fans, aren't they? Probably, yeah. Mm, uh, or you could call them Demonites or... Uh, hellheads, maybe. Hellheads. Yeah. Um, Skellheads. Maybe. You tell us, Inner Demons, you tell us what the fans of Ghost Rider are called. They also like Chains as well and mm. Whips. So, yeah, moving into a more innuendo territory here. Um, mind you, Strange. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Strange Tales. Yes, that is for late night TV viewing indeed. Okay, all right, let's get into it, John. Uh, if you want to subscribe to our podcast, just make sure you go over to our website at defenderstvpodcast.com. You'll see all of the links on there to subscribe to our podcast on any heavenly or damned podcast catcher. And you'll also find a page over there, Doctor Strange Damnation page, the comic 
crossover event which catalogues all of the other issues that were covered by uh, the Sons of the Dragon, by uh, the Moon Knight podcast and also by Inner Demons as well. So pop on over there if you want to get all of the issues that have been covered. Absolutely. Uh, head on over to Defenders TV Podcast for all your Defenders and as well Damnation coverage. Uh, and of course, yes, subscribe, rate us, leave a review. Remember to share the love and share the podcast. Derek, I think on to our spoiler-filled review of issue four of Damnation. Mm -hmm. What are some of the comic details here? Who wrote it? Who scribed it? Who drew it? <laughs> well, the writers on this issue were Danny Cates and Nick Spencer. Nick Spencer, we haven't talked about before because we've been just covering the Danny Cates issues of Doctor Strange. Uh, Nick Spencer did the, I'd say, divisive um, Secret Empire. I must admit, I read every single issue of that crossover event. Uh, Secret Empire was where we had Hydra Cap. Not to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't read that book, but I absolutely loved that book. I really enjoyed it. Devoured every issue of, uh, of the main series and most of the crossovers and tie-ins for that event. I thought it was really, really enjoyable. And that's where this whole concept of Doctor Strange Determination came out of because that's where we lost Las Vegas. Yes, where Hydra came over and bombed the living daylights out of it. Well, destroyed it, yes, absolutely. Uh, the artist for this issue, as we've mentioned already, is Rod Reyes, and he does a fantastic job in this book. And there's lots of fantastic moments, I think, uh, lots of great pages uh, in here. And there is an epilogue, a kind of a post-credit part of this issue, uh, which is done by Simon Kadransky and Dan Brown. Not sure if that's Dan Brown who did the Da Vinci Code. I'm not really sure about that, but I don't think so. I would suspect not, um, <laughs> because he's damned anyway for really going after the church yeah. in all its glory. <laughs> and the letter for the issue was VC's Travis Lanham, and Rod Reyes did the cover that we have for the issue, the one that you'll most likely see with all of our Midnight Suns and Doctor Strange behind bars in the Hotel Inferno. Great, great cover. Really yeah, lovely cover. Um, yeah. Saw that getting released pretty early, um, and it was such a nice image seeing all those Midnight Suns and Daughters along with Doctor Strange as well, mm -hmm. and Scarlet Spider. So is he classed as one of the Midnight Suns now? Possibly. Possibly. We'll talk about it as we go into the yes, issue, exactly. I think. I think. John... What we've been doing on the podcast so far is uh, just using the base description that's at the beginning of each of the books as our lead into the episode rather than doing our, our synopsis for an episode. Um, do you want to read what is in the uh, introduction? Yes, this, for this will episode? be the shortest synopsis in the history of synopsi. Um, at least in 153 episodes of Defenders TV podcast. Yes. Or is it synopsises? Sisses, sisses, <laughs> We'll go with synopsis, it's easier okay. to say. But yeah, absolutely. This is massively short and sweet. Uh, so we can get into our top five incantations. So, John, do you want to give us the synopsis that we have in this issue for Doctor Strange Damnation number four? Sure. Mephisto claimed Las Vegas and the Avengers... Then he threw Johnny Blaze, last hope of Wong and his Midnight Sons, from the top of Hotel Inferno. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> That's it. That is it. That is the most synopsis thing I've ever done. And fergies to Donny Cates and Nick Spencer for providing that lovely, short and sweet synopsis. See, it takes two of them to write a synopsis that short, see? So well, that's it. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> cutting it down is the hardest thing to do. I suspect they really just wanted to get into writing the issue. I think so. I think yeah. so. Because I was laughing because I was reading all of the introductions to all of the characters around that surround the, the synopsis that's there. And there's nothing really in the synopsis that actually is connected to the Damnation books at all. It's more about the history of the individual characters rather than connected to what happened to them in Damnation so far. So it's not even like they were expanding on it in another section. It's like, ah, by this stage, you must have read the other three issues. So we're, so we're going to talk about it again in the issue itself. We're going to actually give you a bit of a previously on Damnation, which is a good lead in for our incantation number one. Absolutely. But before we incant on number one, I think it is definitely, um, you know, this synopsis is beautifully framed by the Hotel Inferno rising steeply out of the ground mm -hmm. in Las Vegas. Yes. So, yes, incantation number one, previously on Damnation. Yeah. Yeah, there's been 13 issues since the beginning of the event. 
back in March. And really what's happened so far in the other books, up to Iron Fist number 80, really, we have the rise of Hotel Inferno. We have mm-hmm. Mephisto claiming lord and owner and protector and soul grabber of Las Vegas. Yeah. We have Wong bringing together this collection of superheroes all of them damned or have something, they're dead, they're vampires, they're monster things, all this kind <laughs> of stuff. And of course, um, bringing them together to go in and rescue Doctor Strange, who lost his card game with the devil, mm-hmm. uh, has had his legs broken and is now trapped inside a void and a nebulous nexus thingy as well so they've really got their work cut out here we've also had i'm fist fighting for his life along with fat cobra his sister and also orson randall fighting for their lives to get out of um hell as well of course orson randall uh long may he rest in peace Mm. sadly he did not make it too many ghouls goblins and beasts uh that beat him up uh to be honest Plus, he had gone another 12 rounds with a collection of ghouls, goblins, and other nasty things as well. So, um, lots going on there. But also then we have Johnny Blaze, um, who was sent in to distract Mephisto. But Mephisto really dispatched him pretty quickly by chucking him off the top of Hotel Inferno as he tries to kind of claim the the throne of hell from Mephisto. But uh, yeah, Mephisto was having none of it. And of course, we do have that great moment where Mephisto turns up in this episode on Johnny's bike as well. Yes, the hell cycle. Yes. yes. Uh, Johnny had gone to claim the, the throne. Uh, Mephisto instead claimed his throne, his bike. Yes, exactly. His motorbike, in fact. Yes, exactly. Rather than his pedal bike, of course. <laughs> of course. You don't have a ghost rider on a pedal bike. That would be so weird. Uh, yeah, my notes for all... Climate change. <laughs> well, my notes for the whole series as it goes so far, I have, um, sadly, no real impact of Scarlet Spider. Um, the three-issue run uh, of Scarlet Spider doesn't seem to have had an impact on this particular uh, event, but I do think it's going to have an impact on Scarlet Spider himself because he's found a way through a bit of his darkness uh, through these issues that that he was involved in um i've got johnny blaze is now king of hell because he took over in mephisto's absence which is quite cool uh, that's the moment where he walks in and, and sits on the throne of uh, of the former king of hell mephisto uh, at the end of his issue and of course my favorite thing that's happened so far in the entire series of uh, damnation which is doug Strange as we have the wonderful bats taking control of Doctor Strange. Yes, absolutely. Uh, for, for quite a bit of time, it's quite fun. If you've only been reading the Doctor Strange Damnation event part of it and not the Doctor Strange issues, please go and read the Doctor Strange issues. Just the moments of bats, as we talked about in our previous episodes, have been so, so much fun. Uh, but as we saw at the end of our last issue that we were covering, Doctor Strange's soul is trapped in hell and his body is in the control of bats at the beginning of this issue. Yeah, well, it's a soul prison, in exactly. fairness. Um, yeah. And he's certainly in there with a few of his big nemesises. Nemesi? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wish I'd done Latin, to be honest. I think uh, that would have helped here. It would. Um, I really not speak English very good. Um, I, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I think bats, for me, I've absolutely loved bats in this um and long may that team up continue Mm -hmm. along with uh wong as well some really good stuff here we've also seen clay coming back um as well Mm -hmm. being tempting dr strange probably uh, and most likely a figment of his imagination uh, conjured up by mephisto and this was the nice trick where strange thinks he's fighting alongside the avengers alongside who he thinks are his rescuers, Scarlet Witch and Loki, mm-hmm. uh, as well as Clay. And in fact, it is but a mirage. It is a trick from Mephisto oh, yeah. because Doctor Strange is trapped and he is fighting the Midnight Suns who are there to rescue him. Yeah, and that does really lead us on perfectly to Incantation number two. Now that we're done with what happened previously on Damnation, Incantation number two is... Mephisto's pretty happy with himself at the beginning of this book. He seems like he is has risen to the top and has become king of uh, Las Vegas as he rides in on the Hell Cycle. 
It looks cool. I love this panel in the book from uh, Rod Reyes. I think it's drawn so well. He looks different in most of the comics that we've seen so far. Each of the artists have kind of added their own little touch to Mephisto. And this one just looks like cool Mephisto riding in on the hell cycle. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, Mephisto really thinks he's the bee's knees here. I mean, like he is swaggering his way on that saddle um, to really just kind of to what he thinks is going to be um, his triumphant moment, crushing the Midnight Suns, uh, as well as really sort of telling Wong, well, you tried, but unfortunately you, you failed, failed exactly. big time. I love this idea of I am Mephisto, king of hell, and I am the bee's knees. <laughs> I think he'd probably say I'm the dog's bollocks. What do you think, John? <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> But I like to think he probably thinks he's the bee's knees. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. But unfortunately, he has a rude awakening awaiting him when he arrives on the motorcycle as the the Ghost Rider Avengers turn on him immediately because Johnny Blaze has taken his post up in hell and uh, and has come back to claim his soul. I love this moment as we find out what the real plan of Wong was, that he was sending Johnny Blaze to hell to occupy the seat of left by Mephisto um, in the dark dimension or the hell dimension, I suppose, um, because he'd left it behind and hadn't really occupied a new space in Las Vegas. So for these last three issues, he's just been being distracted uh, to allow Johnny Blaze to take up his seat in hell. Yeah, it's really, really good here. I love it when Wong goes, I have a man on the inside. You know, we thought it was Scarlet Spider. Mm -hmm. We were thinking, is it Clay? Before we knew she was just an apparition, really. Yeah. A figment of, of Doctor Strange imagination. Because, of course, it was actually Captain Marvel. Yes. Uh, so I really love when, you know, this has been running through all of the uh, the Doctor Strange times and through Damnation, this idea that there is someone on the inside. And, of course, who cause that man to be on the inside inside but Mephisto himself by ultimately taking out the hell demon from Johnny Blaze and in the tie-in issue of Ghost Rider you know we see Johnny Blaze and the the spirit of vengeance the walking together through hell to to get to that throne so that man on the inside, you know, Wong has played uh, Mephisto here. He has used Mephisto's arrogance, uh, the belief in himself that he, as Lord of Hell, will simply be able to swipe these um, flies aside. Mm -hmm. And of course, instead has placed his own Lord of Hell on that throne in the form of Johnny Blaze. And that the Midnight Sons and Daughters ultimately have been this huge ruse throughout the the series yeah. and have been this distraction to Mephisto. Whilst he's been playing his games with Iron Fist in, in the ring, whilst he's been uh, making the deal with the Scarlet Spider, all this time it has been distracting him from the real mission that Wong has had. And, and that was really, really cool. And I love the idea as well, just bringing in that time difference between hell and earth as well. That idea that minutes or hours on earth are an eternity in hell in damnation. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the main thrust of, of this comic series of damnation. And what we find is that the damnation has come from Mephisto by trying to control the Midnight Suns on earth in maybe an hour half a day mm -hmm. uh, whatever the time span of, of this series is which i'm not entirely sure but i don't think any night time has passed as such it's all been occurring in, in a single moment maybe over the course of a day and an evening and, and so on yeah and um, when in fact the real work has been done by johnny blaze uh, over a long period of time whilst he's been in hell, in Mephisto's palace of Hotel Inferno. Even in a sense, Doctor Strange has been a distraction for Mephisto where he's really wanted to uh, give the Sorcerer Supreme that comeuppance. Mm -hmm. um, so really excellent stuff here. I absolutely uh, loved seeing Johnny Blaze as Lord of Hell. I really liked his fiery crown. Oh, that was so um, cool. And it was just so good. Him then, yes, coming to, to meet Mephisto uh, with his other hell demons as well um, to effectively crush Mephisto. 
Well, we don't want to give all the credit to Johnny Blaze, though. This is Doctor Strange's storyline as well. So this moment where he gets possessed by all of the souls of the Avengers who are still trapped in hell so that he can take on Mephisto, I thought that's a great moment where he gets even more power and even stronger than Doctor Strange has ever been because he's got these superhero powers inside of him for this moment where he finally puts paid to Mephisto. Oh, that was really good. I thought it was really nice to see. You know, you have the three main characters here really are Johnny Blaze, Wong, and Doctor Strange. So each of them are involved in this final resolution here where we finally get to see the end of Mephisto or him being sent back to hell. Yeah, don't forget Bats. Oh, of course not. Bats is critical to the success of this plan (laughs) uh, because otherwise Doctor Strange would be attacking the Midnight Suns, attacking Wong as well. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I love this uh, Avengers Assemble inside Doctor Strange. Really, really good. Can you imagine if they did that for Infinity War? Um... That would be really weird <laughs> and really a new direction for the MCU, I think. Would, but it certainly would. But I did see a, uh, a tweet from the writer of the Doctor Strange film to Danny Cates saying, you're absolutely killing it on the Doctor Strange book at the moment. I'm really enjoying reading every issue. So maybe we will see uh, an incarnation of Bats on the, in the movie in the future. That would be absolutely be freaking awesome. awesome. Bats it, the Basset Hound. It really, really would be. But I love this by our powers combine. It was great seeing, you know, the different logos from the different Avengers there. You know, you see the Black Panther. So, so cool as he, you know, uses all these different powers uh, to battle Mephisto. And to be honest, I thought this entire battle uh, sequence within the comic was really epic. You know, you went from all the um, hell demons holding Mephisto down... You see all the use of these different powers, the growing strength of Doctor Strange, as you know, as Wong says as well, um, so that you don't feel alone. You know, this idea that Doctor Strange has had a tough old year. He's feeling isolated. He's lost Zelma. Um, he, you know, he thought he had Clay there. Mm-hmm. This is a person, despite all the people around him actually really rooting for him, he just is so self-consumed that he thinks he's alone. It's like none of this gets through to him. And so Wong, Johnny Blaze, give him the other spirits and souls of the Avengers to wreak havoc because obviously as well, Johnny Blaze has also allowed all the souls that were trapped by Mephisto to be free. I think they say about him going into that vault yeah. to, to release all those souls. It's like, while I've been down there, I just that's what I did as well. And I thought that artwork of the lightning as he's taking on the power of, of Thor uh, was just so, so good so as he cool. as he looks to to take out Mephisto and just the, the whole sort of uh, anger and vengeance that is coming from Doctor Strange here. I just thought it was so, so, so good. Yes, yeah, some of these panels are absolutely epic. I love that central panel right in the middle of the book where we have the Black Panther coming out on one side and we have the representation of Shao Lao on the other side of, of Doctor Strange as he's facing down Mephisto. We also see that he has the claws of the Black Panther. He has uh, Captain Marvel's um, emblem on his chest. He has the bow and arrow of um, of Hawkeye in there. So he's really taking on all the powers. It's just so well drawn by Rod Reyes. I love it and love how painted it is. It's something that you absolutely want to see on your wall. I think it's just that moment where Doctor Strange isn't just an Avenger. He has become the Avengers, which is yeah, so cool. Absolutely. It was really an epic fight scene here and just done so well, drawn so well, just uh, the panels connecting so well mm-hmm. and, and the writing as well. Really, really good. Um, I must say, I just thought it was just some fantastic stuff uh, as well here from Rodreus and also from uh, Donny Cates uh, and Nick Spencer as well. Mm-hmm. Really so, so good. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. There's one more person really to thank for this big moment. We've mentioned him already, but our incantation number three kind of has to be dedicated to Wong because he feels no fear. And it's a big moment for Wong. Yeah. It's this moment where he's kind of had been locking himself up and away from society at the start of these issues because of what happened to him with Stephen uh, in the past. He kind of wanted to stay away from Stephen Strange because he always seemed to get into trouble. But he's taken up the reins here. He's brought the Midnight Suns to the situation. He's brought uh, Johnny Blaze to the situation. 
and the Avengers effectively to try and make sure that um, Stephen is saved and that Stephen knows that he has friends. And there's the moment just before the battle when the world opens up to swallow Las Vegas again and Wong starts to fall and is caught by Man-Thing. And he effectively is touched by Man-Thing and makes that point where he says, anyone who knows fear will burn at the touch of Man-Thing, but I'm not burning. So I have no fear, Stephen. I know exactly what I'm doing, which is a great moment, I think. Yeah, I I mean props to Wong here I mean because you know Mephisto is not going to take Wong's word for it um he says let's go and have a look he opens up this crater and Wong is falling falling in mm-hmm. and of course just before that he's told and I, I must say I did really like that it goes bats you may leave Stephen now uh, and kind of bats comes out of Stephen's head so Stephen is the compass mentis he sees Wong. He knows Wong's been here. And, of course, the next thing he's seeing is Wong falling into the fires of hell with Man-Thing uh, going to, to rescue Wong. And, of course, that is a double-edged sword. Uh, but instead, he holds on and, you know, he is not burning up and instead falls in to the fiery pits of hell. And, I, you know, we have that great moment where Stephen is shouting no as, as Wong um, falls down. He goes, I'm not afraid anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, that idea that he's kind of been out of the way for a, a long time. He, he's he been burnt by Stephen. And, you know, their, their relationship's been a little rocky uh, and, and he's kind of, you know, shut himself away. But when the moment came... He came after to um, find uh, and rescue Stephen. And you see the Stephen Strange, you know, his, his longtime friend and companion and partner, you know, they, they team up and he's shouting no, no, no. Uh, but instead he lands in Johnny Blaze's hell and he manages to have those, you know, re- remaining words uh, with Johnny Blaze were he tells him, Stephen needs not to feel alone. Give him the souls of the Avengers, which which leads into, you know, obviously that massive epic battle. And I thought that was really, really good. I think as well, one of the other big things for Wong is that him and Stephen, after all of this, do get that moment together. And I have to yeah. say, I really loved uh, Wong and Doctor Strange at the end sitting down, talking it out and and really saying, you know, the difference is that, you know, I plan well effectively that I give my plans a second and third thought. Uh, I don't just go rushing in. And I love the fact that they both crack up laughing uh, together and and hug it out as well. That's a really nice moment for these two characters. um, And it's so good to see that uh, in the comic panels. Absolutely. I just think it's a really funny moment where effectively he's asking Stephen, you know, I know you would have done this. And Stephen goes, I would have done it without a second thought. And he goes, well, that's where we differ. Uh, I would have given exactly. a second thought. Exactly. Really good. And that's why my plan worked and yours didn't, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> so, so right. good. That's good old Wong. He's always been there to help Stephen, not just as a friend, not just as a partner, not just as a butler as he used to be back in the old days. He's also a bit of a mentor to Stephen Strange as well. So uh, I like that little touch. He keeps Stephen grounded in in the reality that he is human. You know, he's doing all this interdimensional uh, travel. He's going to different realms, different dimensions. He's going forwards, backwards in time, across space. And, you know, he needs that person to keep him grounded. Mm. Um, I think that's why sometimes, you know, the human element does escape Stephen Strangers because he is on a different plane he has to operate that he's dealing with gods monsters dark lords the devil um, and it provides a different context and a different perspective of how he has to view the protection of the earth from the sanctum santorum you Mm -hmm. know that interdimensional threat it provides a completely different context uh, uh, as to how he operates compared to uh, the Avengers, yeah. um, you know, and I, I think it's really good having that moment with Wong instrumental in the plan, along with Bats. I think he, oh, yeah. you know, kept Bats in the loop there. And uh, it was great to see uh, these two sat down, hugging it out, having a chat, laughing with one another. And this really special relationship in the mystical world of Marvel. Yeah, yeah. And I really enjoy how they used uh, Wong throughout the series. It's been really, really good. 
Let's get on to Incantation 4, which is really the punishment of Mephisto. If you do have your big bad going on for three issues of the big series and 12 issues of the little series, you kind of have to make sure that he gets his comeuppance, don't you? You have to make sure that he gets what's coming to him. Um, This moment, our Incantation number 4, is Mephisto's punishment and the end of Damnation. Um, Kind of interesting here that we have this playing with time again uh, for the villain of Mephisto. He's sent to a hell pretty much having all of the Ghost Riders tear him apart and seek their vengeance on him for centuries, is what we hear. Yes, and again, we have that whole time difference where he is down there being absolutely um, tortured and really being given you know, what he's owed for what he's done to all the other demons. I mean, for example, I can't imagine for one moment that the demon that put... Orson Randall uh, and Iron Fist and Iron Fist's sister into that ring when he's called away to go up to Mephisto because he, they have managed to defeat um, the the demons and the deal that both Iron Fist, his, his sister, and also um, Fat Cobra and his mother managed to get released. I suspect that demon's demon dust or something yeah. like that yeah. you know really um he is no more so he's getting what is owed uh in full as maybe uh Mordo might say exactly. um <laughs> and he does get his final punishment which is that he has to stay for the rest of eternity in a pente suite which is basically just a prison overlooking las vegas effectively saying that poor mephisto is going to be looking out over all of the souls he could possibly get if he was free well that's it i mean it's great how he is kind of spat out to dr strange and the avengers and the midnight sons and daughters that are there um at the end you know dr strange he thinks he's lost mephisto he he thinks he's failed wong in his plan by letting him escape and then mephisto turns up the um, with the little notes to go easy on him. He's had a rough hundred years in, in the last few seconds. Or, you know, don't. <laughs> See you soon, Johnny. Um, you know, just so, so good. And, of course, then, as you say, he's locked in the penthouse of the Hotel Inferno that has become the most popular casino on the Vegas Strip with queues around the, the building to... Presumably go and see Mephisto as well as play his <laughs> slot machines. I'm not too sure whether I want to see an actual demon when I'm in uh, when I'm doing the slot machines in Vegas. I think that might encourage me to stop gambling if I had to go and visit the demon. Uh, I think it's probably because it's got a better light show than the Bellagio. Um, <laughs> it looks more realistic than than the one with the with the Eiffel Tower on the top of it. You know, it's like uh, come see an actual piece of hell that's landed on in Las Vegas. You know, that's quite cool. But Mephisto is tortured for centuries, and of course, you know, he gets what's coming to him definitely. Mm-hmm. And of course, the issue ends out with that lovely moment with Bats and uh, Doctor Strange sitting overlooking the city of Las Vegas, where. He kind of echoes the original words that we saw back in the original issue of Doctor Strange <laughs> that we were covering, where he starts it with, all in all, well, that went horribly. Couldn't actually have gone any worse, could it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's really good. And I love the fact that Bats calls time on all the hell puns that are being <laughs> thrown around by Stephen Strange or any of the Midnight Suns. You know, he's kind of like, remember... It's dark inside there when he was in Stephen's head mm-hmm. um, and he's glad to be out and he's glad to be back with uh, his his friend Stephen Strange. Again, yeah, really nice to see those two uh, hugging it out, so to speak, as much as a dog can hug uh, Stephen Strange now that he's lost his opposable thumbs. <laughs> um, you know, it really uh, is it's just a nice little moment. I think the other thing I really liked at the end here was just how, kind of annoyed the Midnight Suns were when the Avengers start claiming credit oh, for, yeah. for saving the day once again, um, where they just kind of go idiots. And you've got that great little panel of, you know, Thor raising her hammer, all the other Avengers kind of taking the glory away from the Midnight Suns. Because let's face it as well, you know, they may have been a distraction, but they put their lives on the line. Um, and it was a meaningful moment. It was that faint within the battle yeah. to distract and, you know, all important for it. 
Absolutely. It feels feels like they should have been able to claim some credit for this. They didn't know they were a distraction. They were fighting their hardest the whole time. They didn't die. They didn't succumb to the demons possessing their souls. They'd succumbed to them already, which is why they're part of the Midnight Suns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this time they didn't. Um, but it does lead us on to our epilogue, John. Yes. Our incantation number five has to be the epilogue, doesn't it? Because it really does. Quite um, important yeah. for all of us podcasters that have been covering these books, really. Because the reason why we came on board is because probably more so for the members of the Midnight Suns than anything else. And kind of sad that they switched it up and said that the Midnight Suns really had no effect in here. What the epilogue tells us is they will have an effect in the future. Most definitely. Uh, a great little moment where, you know, we see the outside of the Sanctum Santorum at 177A Bleecker Street. Looking a little tardy in furnace, you know, it's mm-hmm. still dealing with the end of magic from Jason Aaron's run. So, that, you know, there's all the... It needs a good spring clean in there. It, it needs a bit of doing up, definitely. But mm-hmm. we have Doctor Strange here um, speaking with a group of people that ultimately are the Midnight Suns that have been helping Wong previously. Yeah, um, so this is what we were going to say earlier on. There's four, only four members of the Midnight Suns that are left here. So all we have is Brother Voodoo, we have Blade, we have Moon Knight, and we have Elsa Bloodstone. Um, we don't have Scarlet Spider in here. We don't have Iron Fist, for example. Um, we don't have Man-Thing in here. They're not included in this group. This is just these four members of the Midnight Suns who are effectively being told they have a new mission. Yes, and that is to rescue Johnny Blaze from hell. Mm-hmm. Whether he wants to be rescued... Um well, that's another question entirely. Yeah. But certainly, Doctor Strange here is bringing together members of the Midnight Suns. Now, obviously, just a troop of four here. Who are really protesting about the idea that they're going to be going on this mission. <laughs> Most hell, definitely. But I'm kind of liking the group of four. You know, you've got Moon Knight in there. That's really interesting. And I think, you know, um, I'd love to see that interaction with Doctor Strange uh, and Moon Knight uh, in, in a new release comic. I think that would be excellent. Yeah. Um, same with Brother Voodoo. I've always loved Brother Voodoo. I'd see him there again. Really, really good. Along with Blade and along with Elsa Bloodstone, who I don't know much about, so I'd really be interested. And we didn't really get to see much about her in the the Damnation event at all, other than in a few panels. She, yeah. she was quite quiet, really. So it'd be really good to see her here. But definitely not only are there just these four, but there is the promise of adding new members. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. And we will talk about that in the notes. Uh, just one point I wanted to make, which I really liked, was the interaction between Moon Knight, who is a fractured soul, we'll say. He has uh, many different personalities that occasionally take over his soul. I like the fact that he's asking Doctor Strange, since you owe us your life, would you possibly think about having a look around in my head for me and try and sort this out? Uh, it kind of feels a little bit like the old um, Bruce Banner Hulk walking around the all of all of America trying to find somebody that could solve his problems for him whatever way possible so now we have Moon Knight trying to solve his slight mental issues by uh, by asking the Sorcerer Supreme to meddle a bit in his head for a while yeah that would be um, that'd be interesting to see now yeah. for sure I mean again I think it would just be an interesting team up I love having and seeing these different groupings come together Mm -hmm. and i mean you know if you've got good writers and you see how they bounce off one another you know different explorations of these characters um i think are just so so cool um i mean i'm all for origin stories and maintaining um you know that consistency within the character but i think you know when some of these characters are you know 30 40 50 years old you have to explore new areas. And I think these kind of uh, team-ups, these types of events, even like Secret Empire, you know, really help to just explore these characters in a different way. And I think that's, sure. that can only be a good thing for these characters to keep them fresh. Yeah. Um, you know, as I say, I've always had that potential issue with Doctor Strange where if you're not careful, his origin story is fantastic, but you can get caught in the loop of that origin story. And I think uh, certainly since the film, um, th- there's been a real renewed push to 
open up new stories for for Stephen Strange with Jason Aaron with Donny Cates and obviously now we've got Mark Wade coming back to the character as well so yeah. really really good yeah. uh, to see uh, this kind of invigoration uh, of looking and exploring new storylines uh, of of Doctor Strange so I'm hoping that this certainly uh, provides that with these four five members of the midnight suns yeah yeah absolutely and potentially more as we will come on to uh now well exactly yeah let's let's start out our notes with uh there's two big sections really in this book that stood out to me um from the artwork by rod reyes a fantastic moment at the end which i've reached out to our other podcasters as i mentioned uh rebecca who is a member of the team for the Iron Fist podcast, and she's also appeared on the Moon Knight podcast many, many times. Uh, I reached out to them to try and help me out on that final panel of the epilogue as to who those possible members of the future of the Midnight Suns are. I knew a few of them. I knew a few of them. Don't get me wrong. I knew I knew Loki and I knew Wanda and I knew uh, Clay is in there as well. Baron Mordo, I believe, is over on the right hand side of that panel. If you're as you're looking at it, absolutely. Doctor yeah. Doom as well, which is always a good sign. Very I love Doctor Doom, Doctor Strange mashups. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. So cool. Um, so who knows how that will turn out, but that's really good as well. But yeah, Rebecca also um, indicated that there was Damon Hellstorm as well. He was a member of the Defenders and the Midnight Suns as well. So he's got a track record here. Mm-hmm. And then there was Magic, who was the blonde in the middle, um, usually of X-Men uh, fame. Yep. And then Nico Minoru, uh, seen in the Doctor Strange movie. Um, kind of. She wasn't named yes. in the Doctor Strange movie, but we did see her in there. And um, probably more present in Runaways, the TV show. Uh, Nick, Nick Minoru and her and her mother Tina Minoru are both in that show. Yes, um, absolutely. Very powerful Wiccan. So another powerful magic person uh, in this in this uh, future possible um, team up of all of these characters. Uh, but really good to see all of those characters in there. The other one that was mentioned by Rebecca, and we're not really sure about this one possibility that the um, older lady that's in there is Agatha Harkness um, because she's an original witch she was from the Salem witch trials she's been going on in the Marvel Universe since the Salem witch trials many hundreds of years old now um, but she just couldn't think of another character that it could that it could be I didn't recognize the character at mm-hmm. all the she'll bring her knitting needles along or something like that who knows but they will be powerful knitting needles that will have mystical energy. In fact, it could be knitting needles imbued with powerful magic. I would like to see you say that to Agatha Harkness, to be honest. She's a very powerful witch, John. Of course she is. Not a chance. Um, Thank you so much for the help on that, Rebecca. The other big panel that stood out to probably anybody who doesn't know Ghost Rider and anybody who does know Ghost Rider in this book is the panel where we have 20 or 30 different Ghost Riders uh, bearing down upon Mephisto and uh, dealing out his punishment. Yes. So I did reach out to the Inner Demons podcast and ask him to help me out just to check and see was this all something created by Rod Reyes or is this something that exists in the Ghost Rider history and fair dues, the guys came up with some great Ghost Rider characters that uh, that do actually exist in the run. Um, very impressed with what they said. Let's let's quickly go through it. So Brian and Chris are the are the hosts of the Inner Demon podcast. Uh, Brian says to us that uh, some of the inspiration for the panels come from the Jason Aaron run with Tanang Hout on uh, the last stand of the Spirits of Vengeance. He says this is his take on the panel. Basically, in the last ten years, the Ghost Rider has become a kind of a legacy character, similar to kind of the Green Lantern Corp over on uh, over on DC, uh, where each region of the world or generation could have a, de- a dedicated Spirit of Vengeance to protect the innocent and more importantly punish the guilty they often exhibit powers or modes of transportation that would make sense to accompany them but their numbers have been reduced to almost nothing in recent years leaving only a few ghost riders left not all of these characters are are considered dead you can see robbie reyes yes uh, who's right in the center of the of the picture he was on agents of shield recently yeah that was one that i recognized for sure exactly and he is alive and well in the comic books and he's now an avenger so but brian says i can only imagine that they're all there to meet out punishment to mephisto and that's the only reason they're all gathered together at the same time most of these are historical legacy ghost riders created by jason aaron during last stand of the spirits of vengeance about 10 years ago Uh, but here are some of the cards that he could identify 
Hope it helps, he says. Yes. So we have Robbie Reyes, uh, as we indicated. Mm-hmm. There is obviously Johnny Blaze as well, front and center, with his flaming crown on. Um, I love the fact that there is a 1930s uh, sidekick here um, called Knuckles O'Shaughnessy. Yes, you'll see him at the bottom of the panel with uh, playing his banjo on his knee, I think. Yes. <laughs> Another famous ghost rider, Danny Ketch, uh, a.k.a. Noble Kale, is in there. We have, have Alejandra Jones. We have Nima, who's a ghost rider from Tibet. We've got uh, Devil Rig, who's a truck-driving ghost rider. We've got a Russian ghost rider in there with his Russian hat on his head. There's Baron Skullfire, presumably mm-hmm. from Germany. Yes, probably. Um, we also have um, the awesome T-Rider Rex from Ghost Races, which is fantastic. Who would have thought a ghost-riding T-Rex would be um, a thing? I like it. They need to bring this into the MCU. Absolutely. I think the actual T-Rex himself is a ghostwriter. That's the cool part about it. Because it's going back, like, millennia. So this could be the uh, dinosaurs. Yeah. Ghostwriter, the one that punished them as well. And we have Ghost Flyer, who's a pilot from World War One. We have a Native American ghostwriter. Marionette Brachek is in there. We've got Molek, who's an Arabian ghostwriter in there. Loads and loads of cool ones in there. Yeah. We've got the Chinese ghostwriter, Bai Kuxing. We've got uh, the Japanese ghostwriter in there as well. Um, very cool stuff. But I think my favorite, actually, the T-Rex is probably my favorite of them. But my second favorite, I think, is the Phantom Rider, uh, who's up in the top left-hand corner, just because he looks so so cool. Like, he looks like the the... Cowboy Times version of Ghost Rider, all in white with his white Stetson on top of his head. Uh, very cool. What do you, you think? What's your favorite in there, John? Oh, T Rider Rex, definitely. <laughs> um, I could do that all day. To reference Captain America, yeah. Yeah, and I think as well, um, the Ghost Rider sidekick, Knuckles O'Shaughnessy, as well. <laughs> For uh, his Irish connection. Absolutely. <laughs> well, John, that's kind of all the notes that I have for this comic book for Damnation number four. How would you write this issue? Well, to definitely keep the hell puns going, sorry, Bats, um, I would give this 4.5 hell yes out of five. I thought it was a really nice uh, roundup to the Damnation series, the four comics of the event. We've also got the final Doctor Strange Damnation issue as well to go, but I thought this was really good. Overall, I absolutely... Uh, loved this um, this issue. I, I, I thought um, I thought Wong uh, being given that time to show how courageous he is was really good, and him and Stephen coming back, I think, some massively complex, interesting, fascinating splash pages there with the Ghost Riders, you know, with Doctor Strange be- being all the Avengers assembling inside him again. And that, you know, that was just epic. I absolutely thought that was fantastic. Seeing Mephisto get his comeuppance, um, seeing just the, the epilogue as well, just adding more intrigue for, for what is to come from the Midnight Suns. Um, you know, I think, yes, Midnight Suns and Daughters were a distraction, but they were an important distraction. I liked that, you know, Wong's real plan came to fruition because of them, because they played their part in, in giving Johnny Blaze um, that space to become the Lord of Hell so that he could control hell and make the difference in that final battle against Mephisto. Mm -hmm. Again, a little bit of bats in there, what's not to love. I love some of the humor. um, And I I think just having Stephen Strange sitting down, laughing with Wong, um, sitting down with bats... You know, Bats, again, just telling him to, to to knuckle down. Really, really good. The epilogue, fantastic. Yeah, I really enjoyed this issue. It just gave a great ending to um, this series. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, for me, overall, it's not the series I wanted when I read issue number one of Damnation, but issue number four capped off what we got really, really well. Uh, the two issues in between, issue three and four, were a little bit slow and a little bit like hardly anything was happening. Um, it felt like the tie-in issues, as we've mentioned many times, have been really, really enjoyable books in their own right and just tied into Damnation as kind of a jumping-off point. But but this 
kind of capper on the series of the four issues is a really good capper. I think I'd agree with you on a four out of five uh, for it. But I think when we set out to do this whole event uh, for for Doctor Strange Damnation, we thought we were getting something very different uh, to begin with. Um, And what we got in the end to cap it off has been really good for me. This last issue has been really enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, I I would agree with that. You know, there's characters in there that, you know, have got their own series that they've not been necessarily given the the space within this storyline to be... Um, anything particularly significant uh, and that is a shame mm-hmm. uh, and I would say probably if it had you know maybe six to eight issues that's something that that would have done uh, maybe more it would have been a different structure absolutely Perhaps, yeah. Yeah. and I, I know what you mean I, I think um, sometimes with crossovers you do get that problem of the repetition of introducing what's happened before. And I mean, even with this issue, you know, when I opened the first page and they talked about Stephen Strange has attempted to resurrect the fallen city of Las Vegas, you know, and it didn't go quite as planned. I was thinking, okay, this is the final issue. How much more time or panel space is going to be taken up with that recap in yeah. a sense of which it was a full page i think but but they do have to recap it because people may not have been able to pick up uh, a physical copy of the book uh, down the local comic book store because i agree they have to well, recap it um but i think that's what the synopsis by donny cates and expensive did so well it it it's there um it doesn't necessarily to be done in the artwork in in the the meat of of the comic um and i was just like oh no we're gonna get like three or four pages right. where it's going over it now it didn't no, they go on for that. that long but i think that can be a general issue with events um in, in comic series in general mm-hmm. so it doesn't take away at all from the pleasure i had getting into this story absolutely uh, and that is why i'd give it 4.5 hell yes out of five and I'm sure we'll get into that much more when we're talking about our final issue of the Domination series, Doctor Strange number 389, which will be coming up next in your podcast feed on Defenders TV podcast. Let's get into some Damnation feedback, John. Yeah, on with the feedback. Our first bit of feedback comes in from Ray over at the Moon Knight podcast, Into the Night. Hi, guys. It's uh, Ray from Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Just wanted to uh, drop in some thoughts about Damnation 4. I thought it was a really good final issue. Um, and was quite impressed with it. I think a lot of it had to do with uh, Rod Reyes's art, which is just gorgeous to look at. So we hadn't seen his art since um, issue one, so it was a, it was a timely return for the final issue of the core books. Uh, also, I, I loved uh, obviously Wong's plan all along, and I liked how that tied in with um, Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider one. So very clever there. Um, and finally, also, yeah, Wong's relationship with Doctor Strange was very cool. So I loved how um, they, you know, in a sense, mended their their um, their friendship uh, ever since Wong left. Uh, a little bit of human humor in there as well. So I loved um, Elsa Bloodstone's um, retort at um, Thor's, uh, you know, um, shout for victory. And um, finally, yeah, a a post credit scene of its own with an epilogue and um, very exciting stuff with a lot of the photos there Doctor Strange uh, presents in front of the Midnight Suns. So uh, overall, a really, a really fun issue. I'm looking forward to hearing your review. Um, and yeah, fantastic. I'd give this one um, probably one of the best of the core books, so maybe four, uh, four Crescent Dart ratings. But anyway, catch you later. Perfectly aligned to our writing there, right? Thank you so much for that feedback. Uh, yeah, that moment with uh, with Elsa Bloodstone just calling the Avengers idiots for trying to take uh, trying to take oh, credit. It, it's great. really, really good. Um, <laughs> typical Avengers. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but yeah, some <laughs> some beautiful artwork in there as well. Really, really enjoyed this book. Yeah, and couldn't agree more uh, in relation to to Wong's relationship with Doctor Strange. Uh, and his plan. I, I thought this really nicely rested on, on Wong here in this issue, uh, as much as it was also about Doctor Strange. Uh, and I thought that was a, a, a really nice move, actually. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Our other piece of feedback comes in from Connor from the Sons of the Dragon podcast. As he says himself, the best and only Iron Fist podcast around. 
these two facts are completely unrelated though <laughs> this is a really good podcast i have been really enjoying the coverage of of these books and a number of the iron fist books have been really good um he says i guess the end is here i'm sad to see it end but i'll also point out it's quite late here as i write this so i might not make some any sense but i'll try about damnation number four i really liked it but as iron fist fan it sucked he got shot with arrows was down for the count then he healed himself with chi off panel and stood up and that's about it for the core books he just stands there all the time pretty much no dialogue despite having three actual tie-ins to this book and to add insult to injury in the post credit scene setting up the midnight suns iron fist isn't even there are you kidding me why even have him in this crossover at all that was the one thing i was really hoping to get out of this as iron fist fan i'd love to see him in a mystic team but nope not this time just feel like it was a bit pointless having him in the event but hey his tie-ins kicked major arse even if they were never referenced just a bit mad thinking about it he may as well just have had a cameo role in his main book yeah i can definitely understand um that kind of point of view really i mean i I, i'm a big iron fist fan as well i'd love to have seen him you know really sort of maybe slightly escaping the gravity of conlon and and uh, endless fighting, um, which, you know, sometimes I, I feel prevents Iron Fist from really moving on a bit, certainly at the moment. Uh, and maybe that's because we cover the Defenders as well. I know he has definitely had different um, storylines, but uh, here it would have really been great i think as you say connor that you know we see him becoming an integral member of uh, a mystic team and really seeing how that can uh, explore iron fist as this character it would have been really really good and completely agree i loved um his his tie-in comics as well mm-hmm. and i think you're right it's a shame they aren't referenced um through the main event and that you know he's he's not given uh, some more here. I mean, I think you could say the same with Moon Knight here oh, yeah. as well. I mean, Elsa Bloodstone, um, not too sure. Even Blade. I think more discovery of these characters within this event probably uh, would only have come if it was longer in terms of as i say maybe a, a, an eight issue event or something i don't know yeah it feels like a weird one it feels like the proposal originally may have been for a big huge series that involved all of these characters and tied all of their books into it like moon knight really hasn't had any connection to these books brother voodoo i don't think got more than one line from absolutely the original issue um man thing only got a moment in this issue really where he uh, where you find out that Wong isn't afraid. That's that's his big moment in the books. But do you really need Man Thing there for that? Um, you know what I mean? Like it feels like there was a proposal on the table for each of the characters in this book to have their own spin, their own spin off, their own tie in to it. And Iron Fist tie in seemed to be using the premise of having damnation and being able to go to hell to save some of his loved ones to bring uh, his sister back into the books, to bring Fat Cobra's mother back into the books. What I will say, the big positive I had at the end of it was. They're going back to hell to save Johnny Blaze. Who says they can't rescue Orson Randall while they're down there? Definitely. I know I know he's been pushed into hell because he lost and he's there as a lost soul and can't escape under the old deal of the devil. But that doesn't mean he's not coming back. That's true. It, he definitely could come back. Yeah. And maybe who knows that although there are only just the four members there, that the other members won't get called upon. Yeah, exactly. You never know. Um, But yeah, it's a shame um, that they all weren't around the table there in the Sanctum Santorum at the end, um, because it it does suggest that maybe moving forward, the Midnight Suns um, are a five piece here. Or many more. There's at least another 10 or so reference there that, uh, that Doctor Strange could be going after to join the group. Connor goes on to say, anyway, on the other hand, as a Johnny Blaze fan, this was awesome. His tie-in is definitely essential to this event, and he's the real MVP outside of Wong. And I'm very glad that he had such a huge role in the finale for this. I was half expecting them to sweep that under the rug, too. I love that he is pretty much the reason Mephisto is defeated. Well, aside from Wong. Speaking of Wong, I felt like they should have called this Wong damnation half the time. Not that this is a complaint. 
just that he had a much larger larger role than I initially would have thought. That's really true. Yeah, he, he really did. But I suppose being a supporting character of Doctor Strange for so many years, the reason he's there is to make sure that Doctor Strange is saved and that he finds that he has friends and finds out that all of the people that are around him support him. So, uh, so yes, without Wong, this absolutely wouldn't have happened and there wouldn't have been a saving grace there, I suppose. But I, I do agree with you. There's, there's some moments where he's such a real central character. It's really good to see him as a really central character. It doesn't happen very often. No, and I, 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 I agree. I think, like, you know, Wong really comes shooting from the pack here mm-hmm. uh, and really is one of the critical figures uh, along with Johnny Blaze. And I agree. I absolutely love the uh, the look at Johnny Blaze. I don't know much about the character. Um, I know about Ghost Rider. Um, but for me, this opened up a whole new area of, of Marvel Comics, which was really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, I'd certainly be reading some more Johnny Blaze as well. Mm-hmm. Connor continues with, here's hoping we do a panel with all of us podcasts very soon to discuss the event in total. And you guys should totally do a Doctor Strange podcast. Watch the space. Yes, watch the space. We may have some possibilities of doing a comic book podcast coming up in the future we'll say yes Yes. oh absolutely i mean i think we said to begin with uh this first time we had um done comics for such a long time i think over on our uh uh, dc podcast with gotham tv podcast Mm -hmm. we had done a whole series of, of comics batman comics leading up to uh the tv series gotham um, but we hadn't really done much on Defenders TV podcast in relation to comics. So this mm-hmm. was real first big um, uh, look at doing the 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 Marvel comics. Yeah. And of course, for me, doing Doctor Strange um, is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, he is such a great character, such a complete and utter nightmare in his own way, as well as nightmare being one of his greatest nemesis. There you go. There you go. Maybe we'll maybe. We'll, teach me some more about Doctor Strange in the future and I can bring you into the world of Nick Fury perhaps in the future. Uh, as I'd say, disappointed a bit in the Damnation event overall, the main event, the first and last issues were great, but the middle two were a bit weak. Um, the tie-ins were where this event absolutely shines. It's just a shame the Iron Fist and Scarlet Spider tie-ins didn't have any impact overall in the main event despite Mephisto wanting those two out of the picture. I feel this event would have benefited immensely from a couple of more issues in the main series. And I still can't believe no Iron Fist in the Midnight Suns tease. I'll end with this. Why was he there? But as a PS, I will just say I loved all the cameos of the Ghost Rider showing up in hell at the end. Even Carter Slade, the original Ghost Rider, who wasn't actually a spirit of vengeance, unless that was changed. But I guess that's a question for inner demons. Thanks so much for that feedback, Connor. Really good to hear your thoughts on this issue of Damnation. Uh, That is definitely a question for Inner Demons. I have no idea whether that's been changed because I know the origins of some of the characters from Ghost Rider have changed over the years. Most likely, if that's one of the original Ghost Riders, it may have changed a couple of times (laughs) over the history of it. But thanks so much for your thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Connor, for your thoughts. Uh, Really good to hear uh, your views and as, as well from Ray as well. Really good to hear your thoughts on the Damnation event as well, definitely. Yeah. And of course, hopefully we will be arranging a big jamboree where uh, all, all members of the podcast or as many as can make it will discuss in retrospect the Damnation event. Yeah, I was thinking kind of like a round table, but like a ring of fire will sit around and, and talk about it. Uh, like also, King Arthur and the round table, indeed. Um, I was thinking a ring of fire of hell more than that, you know. <laughs> well, indeed, Doctor Strange is in the Sorcerer's Supreme, um, has certainly been dealing with Merlin. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Interesting. 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 Also, a big thanks to uh, Brian and Chris from over on the uh, Inner Demons podcast for their help out on the all the Ghost Riders and to Rebecca for her, her help out on the possible future Midnight Sons and Daughters. Yeah, I big do, time. I do have the mid-80s Australian theme tune for that soap opera Sons and Daughters going on oh, over and over in my head. Uh, thought I'd put that in your head, dear listeners. Oh, yeah. Sons and Daughters. Lives oh, and Laughter. Goodness. Yes. <laughs> Was that Australian or New Zealand? Australian, I believe. I'm sure some of our other fellow podcast hosts anyway. will be able to correct us on that one. But if you want to send in any feedback to us or any of your thoughts about any of our podcasts, uh, please email us to feedback at DefendersTVPodcast.com. Or if you want to join us over in our Facebook group, you can join us at Facebook.com slash groups slash DefendersTVPodcast. We will be back for our next episode with Doctor Strange number 389. 
very, very soon because it came out the same day. Yes. So stay subscribed to Defenders TV podcast and we will be discussing Doctor Strange issue 389. And of course, just for uh, all the listeners, we have just finished our Jessica Jones season two on Netflix as well. So if you want to hear about Jessica Jones, uh, a.k.a. Alias, a.k.a. Alias Investigates, uh, please head on over to Defenders TV podcast as well uh, yep. to check out Jessica Jones. Absolutely. And you can follow along with those episodes, whatever pace you're watching the Netflix shows. We do individual episodes about those uh, those shows. We have 13 episodes for Jessica Jones coming up very soon. Our next Netflix series is going to be Luke Cage. Season two is out on the 22nd of June. But there's one other thing that's happening between the two. And you probably spent the time that we've spent recording our podcast actually watching the movie. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Avengers Infinity War is in the cinema as we speak right this very moment. I know. What are we doing? I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, the love of comics, the love of film will mean that we get to do it both. Because, yes, uh, we will be covering Avengers Infinity War, uh, which is out uh, this week, which is the week of the 26th of April, mm -hmm. uh, and we will see Thanos in all his thuggish glory uh, take on the assembled superheroes of Earth and beyond as yes. well. So, yeah, really, really good stuff. I'm looking forward to that. Really oh, me too. And maybe it was for the, the love of damnation that we were doing this. Maybe that was it. John, I think it's time to wrap up the show. Thanks so much for joining us, fellow defenders. We will be back very soon with our coverage of the next issue of uh, Damnation, the next and final issue of Damnation. Yes, thank you as always for listening. It has been a pleasure speaking with you. And of course, we will speak with you again next time. That is the last hell pun, John, okay? Damn. Damn.